Hello, Fort Worth, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. My name is Anthony Sosa, and I am here today with Amber O'Dell and Christy Beamer to discuss mail-in ballots, voter suppression, and the congressional candidates for the 2020 election. As always, please subscribe and sign up for our newsletter and get updates on Fort Worth political news and deep dives into local issues. We are currently a volunteer organization. If you would like to get involved or want to contact us, you can reach us at fwfreedomreview at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fwreview and on Facebook at Fort Worth Freedom Review. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. If you wish to support us, please go to justicereformleague.org and click the donate button. So it's uh, today we were gonna talk about the candidates for the upcoming November third election, and we were gonna mm-hmm. start off by discussing mail-in ballots, and then having a brief conversation about the recent re- wave of voter suppression, uh, and then do a rundown of the candidates that we have access to us here in Tarrant County, and and then like have a brief discussion about the census and redistricting and gerrymandering. Amber, mm-hmm. what you had a piece that you wanted to speak about in regards to the mail-in ballots, right? Well, I thought you were just going to explain the rules regarding mail-in ballots here in Texas. Oh, okay. So I was hoping you had that in front of you. <laughs> so essentially, this the Texas Supreme Court has ruled against us citizens of Texas using mail-in ballots uh, unless there's like a really good reason for us to not make it to the polls. Um, And it's the coronavirus is not one of those reasons. So there's a lot of other states that are letting people just kind of use it because of the pandemic, that they don't have to leave their home. Uh, And Texas tried to do that, and the judges knocked it down back in like, I want to say June, June or July or something. It was quite a while ago that they were like, nope, not going to happen. So we technically still have them in the state, but it's there. Yeah, it's, it's if you are disabled. Exactly. Um, I think elderly, certain elderly oh, yeah. people are able to get a mail-in ballot, um, like for nursing home residents. Um, when I talked to your aunt, uh, she told me that they have been using a mail-in ballot for the last several years, um, and they live in a retirement community, so... It's really just for extreme situations. Yeah, so Like if you're unable to drive or have some other sort of disability. Yeah. So you can't count on that. I wouldn't use that as a dependable source unless you... Have you been doing that for a while or something? Unless that's, unless that's been your yeah. current way so of So the voting. rest of us who are just afraid of COVID are not allowed to get mail-in ballots here. Um, they did not expand the rules in our state. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what they were doing w- were certain areas um, like that have been particularly hit hard by COVID, uh, like Travis County and 
Harris County. Um, both were creating the satellite locations um, in addition to the, uh, the regular drop-off center. I guess each county has one drop-off center where you can take your ballot and drop it off in person um, rather than mailing it in because of all of the changes to the post office and the postal service. Um, they were trying to make it easier for people to drop their mail-in ballots off if they wanted to or have someone else drop it off for them. Um, and I think Harris County had created um, maybe like four satellite locations and Travis County had created like 11. So actually Harris, it says, the uh, Texas Tribune article says Harris County had designated a dozen locations. Okay. Okay, so it was more than what I thought. And it was Travis County that had four. Oh, so I got it backwards. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, our wonderful governor, Greg Abbott, has Ooh. once again uh, made a mockery of us as Texans and is stepping in and banning all of the satellite locations and demanding that they be closed. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can call this democratic. Like, it's just not. Like, it's just it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's a clear not. attempt at voter suppression, in my opinion. Yeah. Did he have any verbiage in the, um, I'm assuming he put out, like, a statement about it? Let's see. Um, was there any, anything in there, like, explaining how this is supposed to make anything better? Here is a copy of the order. If my computer will open it. Oh, it's downloading it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so the order goes into effect on Friday. Um, this is, it says, um, Dear Secretary Hughes, Pursuant to his powers as governor of the state of Texas, Greg Abbott has issued the following proclamation suspending certain statutes concerning the November 3rd, 2020 elections. The uh, original of this proclamation is attached to this letter of transmittal, blah, blah, blah. Proclamation by the governor of the state of Texas to all whom these presents shall come. Okay. Uh, that's literally what it says at the top. Whereas I, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, issued a disaster proclamation on March 13th, 2020, certified under section uh, 418.014 of the Texas Government Code that the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, poses an imminent threat to a uh, threat of disaster for all country, all counties in the state of Texas, and whereas in each subsequent month effective through today, I have renewed the disaster declaration, blah, blah, blah. We all know about the disaster declaration. Um, the commissioner of the Texas Department of State Health Services, Dr. John Helterstedt, um, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, sorry. Sorry, John. Um, has determined that COVID-19 continues to represent a public health disaster within the meaning of Chapter 81 in the Texas Health and Safety Code. We don't have to read the whole... Okay. The whole I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm trying to... I keep thinking it's going to get to the beef of So it. this Texas Tribune article about it doesn't have anything from Abbott. It just has a bunch of people responding to him saying that this is essentially manipulation of the election and complete BS. True. Um, but it doesn't have a quote like from the order. It does... Um, yeah. It just has a bunch of people that are really mad because they're closing polling locations in, in populated places. Uh, ballot drop-off locations, yes. Rather, not, not polling places, but... 
Yeah, so if you have a single drop-off location in a in a city of, you know, a million people. In a, in a county. Is, yeah, county, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, not, not good. It's bad. It's bad. <sighs> yeah, and it takes place, it starts October 2nd, and I think early voting, so it's like during early voting, essentially, too, so it's not even, like, day of the election, or it, wait, when does early voting start? So Texas has the extended the early voting period 30. by six days. Okay. So they made it six days longer than it normally is. So it normally is two weeks. It was the 13th, and so now it's the 7th? Okay, I think the 13th would be the extra six days. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay, it's gotcha. normally like two weeks before the election. Okay, though <laughs> Abbott is currently being sued for doing that. Yes. So we'll see yes. if that sticks around. <laughs> People to the right of him are mad that he did that. So yeah. you can't win, can Ray you? Abbott really can't catch a break. It's almost <laughs> as if trying to pander to everyone doesn't work. Yeah. And you should just have mm. some like, decent policies. Yeah, just have some convictions and stick to yeah. it. Yeah, almost you, as if. Yeah, yeah, Greg, you do you, bro. Like, just, it's okay to be different. Yeah, it's clearly not working out to try to, you know, like be like oh i know i'm republican and and i definitely hold all your old school family values and then be like oh but the coronavirus let's listen to the experts and then be like uh but sorry not. never mind yeah. um <laughs> people didn't like that so we're changing our minds yep. oh wait hold on okay i did find something good in wait, this document okay um so he further suspends section 86 um, of the Texas Election Code for any election ordered or authorized to occur on November 3rd, 2020, uh, to the extent necessary to allow a voter to deliver a marked mail ballot in person to the early voting clerk's prior office and including on election day, provided, however, that beginning on October 2nd, 2020, the suspension applies only when, one, the voter delivers the marked mail ballot at a single early voting clerk's office location that is publicly designated by the early voting clerk this return of marked mail ballots um, and the suspension or in two the early voting clerk allows poll watchers the opportunity to observe any activity conducted at the early voting clerk's office location related to the in-person delivery of a marked mail ballot pursuant to section 86 okay we need to take a break and so i can put the dog away so we can continue to have this conversation okay People that are at just working the election booth? You know, you know what I mean? You mean officially? Or do you mean what Trump's talking about? Well, I mean officially. Because, like, the language used in this is, says, any poll watchers operating under this suspension must comply with the requirements of Chapter 33. As yeah, if they I mean, were serving people. at an early voting polling place. So those yeah. are just the people that the poll workers that hand you your yeah. your information. Uh, and the stuff three like or that. four geriatrics that are sitting there waiting for you when you go cast your vote. Older, they're older adults. Yes, and unfortunately, because of the coronavirus, a lot of them don't feel comfortable volunteering to be poll watchers or, or poll workers this year. So. If you are interested in becoming a poll worker, you can contact Tarrant County. I I wish I had the information. You can become a poll worker. They need people to be poll workers, ASAP. Um, So, yeah, another thing to get out there. I'll have to put the the information in the link in the doobly-doo for you guys. Yeah. So I guess we should start running down on the candidates. Yeah. Cool. 
That sounds great. So, okay, I guess I'll do a little overview. So we had to draw some lines. We had to make some decisions on who we were and we're not going to talk about in research. And um, we, I, I just I think it just was easiest to, to do the six c- congressional districts that enter Tarrant County. So we also, obviously, Trump is running for president. Biden is running for president. We're not going to talk about the presidential race because it doesn't particularly pertain to us locally here. Um, for the Senate, we have John Cornyn, who's running for re-election, and we have uh, MJ Hagar. And we can briefly talk, up, talk about them um, if you'd like, Amber. What do you think? Yeah, I can talk about MJ Hagar. Um, the only things I really... I don't, I don't have anything positive to say about John Cornyn. <laughs> Um, so I'm not going to talk about John Cornyn. Um, MJ Hagar, uh, is she progressive? Is she not progressive? That is the question. Um, she was running on a seemingly progressive platform. Um, and I suppose she's, there's areas where she's really, really progressive and there's areas where she's, um, could, could maybe take a little more time to uh, explain her stance to the rest of us, I guess. Um, she is in favor of Medicare for all which is really awesome, uh, or in my opinion, that's really awesome. Um, she does stand for reproductive rights. Um, her stance on immigration, in my opinion, was pretty vague, um, and she, she does support a path to citizenship for people who are already living here that are undocumented, um, and she doesn't want asylum seekers to be criminalized, and she doesn't want any more family separation, um, but she doesn't really say or I wasn't able to find whether she was support whether she supports DACA or not um and and I guess other outside of those things it was just kind of like you can't really tell what she thinks um she talks about being for environmental protections um no real clear policy ideas they're just kind of -of run-of-the-mill um environmental stuff um she has a really good stance on um, public education and wants to pay teachers more and fund public schools better. However, she is not for uh, canceling student loan debt. And um, I, my notes just say that she's shitty on student loan debt. That's all I can remember is that she's not for canceling it. She wants to make it, quote, more affordable. Um, she... Uh, kind of wants to limit the deployment of troops and use that as just like a last resort. Um, and I thought that her foreign policy ideas, which I was expecting her to have a lot of really substantive ideas there, um, she really, it really wasn't that substantive. It's just, you know, better trade deals and, um, you know, better relationships with other countries. Um, and then she also wants better benefits for veterans, which is obviously really important. Um, but that's really all she has as far as like military stuff goes. No talk of defunding the military um, or anything like that, as you might have not <laughs> expected from her. Um, right. Well, her whole her whole thing is that she fought for our country. Right, like, that's right, right. Yeah. In every single one of her ads. Yeah, yeah. But there's, you know, I don't know. I guess I think of like Tulsi Gabbard, who is like, you know, stop endless wars. You know, she, as a former veteran as well. You know, she was mm-hmm. she had a really clear um what really like Tulsi's like foreign policy ideas were I think kind of her best that was like the best thing she had going for her um but MJ Hagar is not anywhere near Tulsi Gabbard on 
most of those topics. Like, kind of, but not really. Um, gun laws is her big thing. She wants to ban open carry, uh, period. Not just ban open carry of assault rifles, ban open carry of handguns as well. Um, she wants to have uh, red flag laws here in Texas, or just, I guess, across the country, um, and uh, get guns permanently out of the hands of domestic abusers, close the boyfriend loophole, uh, close the gun show loophole. Um, those are really, I think that's really one of her, her biggest topics uh, or issues that she cares about. Um, she wants to end Citizens United, uh, stop gerrymandering. Um, she wants to, when it comes to LGBTQIA, she wants to ban conversion therapy and end the ban on uh, transgender military individuals. Um, she is, wants to pass the Equality Act, um, or she supported the Equality Act. I don't know if that passed or not. Um, she's for criminal justice reform. But again, here, like, not a lot of substantive policy. She kind of alludes to a lot of stuff on her website. Um, like, mm. you know, like, legal, or, you know, like, it shouldn't be so expensive for people to have to pay tickets, you know. And mm. just kind of, like, she kind of alludes to, like, some really specific policies, but won't name them specifically. Um, she does say that she's for everything that Campaign Zero is pushing. And she doesn't say that she is against private prisons or um, for-profit detention centers for, like, migrants. Um, she just says that she, that she just says that John Cornyn has donated over 90, or accepted over $90,000 in campaign donations from these, uh, from these industries, but she never says, like, I'm against them. You know, she's just like, it's mm -hmm. bad that John Cornyn is doing this. And, like, I wanted her to come out and, like, say on her website, like, I want to end for-profit prisons, but she didn't do that. Um, and then she kind of alludes to a lot of stuff, but, again, like, doesn't name specific policies. So she has been making headlines for raising more money than any other Democrat pretty much has raised in ever in Texas. So she's raised over $13.5 million to, from the nationally, just from different people to try and beat John Cornyn. But unfortunately she's not as making as big of a wave or as big of a splash as Beto did two years ago. Like yeah. if you just remember that Senate race and the hype around that. Yeah. So much Ted hype. Cruz. Um, yeah. Everyone knew who Beto was. Yeah. yeah. Like, and this time, and I, he really blew it, man. He shouldn't have run for president. He should have stuck around. And he barely, barely lost to Ted Cruz. He could have beaten John Cornyn. Yeah, he could have. He could have beaten John Cornyn, but yeah. that, that ship has sailed. So, I mean, she's behind 8% in the polls. Uh, uh, see, the, the past week or so, there was some polls that came out. And again, you know, polls are only one data point. They don't mean that much, but they mean something. Um, and Cornyn's up by 10 in one. And up by eight in another. In another. Uh, there's another poll um, where he's up by only two. But I don't know. He's. I mean, he's definitely the the favorite to win Texas for sure. No one's predicting that Hagar is going to win, even though she is raising all this money. Oh man. I, we'll see. We, mm. we still will see. Please go vote. Cast Please your vote regardless. Vote. <laughs> regardless yeah. of, of whether or not for her. You know. Yeah. You can't vote on what you think everybody else is going to vote. You just got to vote what's right for you. Yeah. What what does uh, Mary Williams say? You gotta vote what's in your heart, like. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think that yeah, I I like her enough 
you know, it's not everything that I would have asked for, but that's that's okay. She's more progressive than John Cornyn is. That's for sure. And then there's yeah. uh, two. Are there two libertarians running against her? For Senate? Yeah. Yes. And uh, Carrie McKinnon and Wes Benedict. There you go. Yeah, I don't know anything about either of them. So. Did they both make it through the July 14th the election? I don't think so. I think one of them didn't, but I, I couldn't. They were both still up on the page when I was doing that research, and so I mm. didn't know which one. I just put them both down. I was going to go back and fix that later, and I never did. Oh. Um, so, yeah, one of them, I'm sure, is a libertarian candidate. Yeah. Yeah, I was told that uh, when I contacted Tarrant County, I was told that they would post the ballots mid-September, and I have not been able to mm. find the actual, like, list 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 with everybody's name on it. I yeah. can find the gotcha. positions up for vote, so, <laughs> which is not helpful. So <laughs> for Senate, um, n- running for the Libertarian is Carrie McKinnon. She won the primary. And then uh, the Green Party also has a candidate running in Texas for Senate, and the Green Party candidate is David Collins. Oh, Okay. And is Carrie a woman? I I'm wonder. I was assuming. about to say. I, I think Carrie McKinnon Carrie might be a man. Might be a man. It's it's hard to tell. Yeah. It doesn't let me like click on his name and take me to to somewhere fun where I would find that information out. Yeah. Maybe one day our website will do that. That would hmm. be cool. So okay, let's. So we've got like six districts that cross into Tarrant County, and it was super difficult to find a map that shows us where our friggin'. It like took me forty five minutes. Um, to find one that was like readable and good because the the county has some that you can look at, but they're you you can't really if you I mean I'm, I was a geography teacher and I I think I'm pretty good at reading maps and I could not tell really what I'd have to zoom in really close to figure out what street I was looking at to figure out what some of these maps look like. Fortunately, the website uselections.com has a cool like interactive map that you can zoom in and out and shows you kind of where where they're at. So here for us in DFW. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of districts. I did Dallas is a whole other thing. And so we, we maybe, do, maybe do a different episode on Dallas for another election. We, I don't think we'll get that done in time for this one, but for Tarrant County, um, we have district six, which is essentially Southwestern, I'm sorry, Southeastern Fort Worth, Mansfield and South Arlington, all the way down to Waxahachie and to Eureka, Texas, like pretty far south. It's mostly rural with some of it coming up close into, into Fort Worth near Mansfield. And it looks like there's even a sliver of it up north of 30 off of A's 20. There's a little little creeping crawl into, into North Fort Worth there. Uh, we have district, and so district six is Ron White is the incumbent to that district. He's the Republican incumbent running again. Um, Stephen Daniel is the Democratic candidate, and um, and Melanie A. Black, I believe, I can barely remember writing again, here we are, is the Libertarian candidate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amber, did you get any information on Stephen, perhaps? I did, yeah. Um, Stephen Daniel. Um, it's, I, it's a, I don't know, on his website, they're... I like some of the things that he's got going. He's not super progressive. He wasn't trying to be super progressive, although he is for overturning Citizens United, which is great. Um, but on healthcare, um, he's not for Medicare for all. He wants to limit drug prices and then protect um, 
coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. Um, he wants a better COVID response that's based on science. Um, he wants PPP loans for small businesses, not for big corporations. Um, when it comes to gun control, he's for universal background checks. Um, and he doesn't want um, domestic abusers to have any, uh, to be able to get guns, um, which I guess basically is like if you have a domestic violence charge on your record, like you're not eligible to, to buy a gun. Um, no mention of the gun show loophole or anything like that. Um, he was just kind of, that's just like those only two topics that um, he mentioned on gun control. Um, he wants to fully fund Texas public schools and quote, make college affordable. Um, mm. So no mention. And the idea how? Yeah, no mention <laughs> of um, of Affordable. student loan forgiveness or uh, student debt forgiveness. Um, he uh, supports reproductive rights. I think what I liked best about his website is that um, on all these other topics, you know, it has like a little, it's like a bullet point list and you kind of click to expand it. And then there's a little blurb. And when it came to reproductive rights, when you click on it, there the only thing it said was um, a woman's uh, reproductive decisions are between her and her doctor, period. And so it wasn't like, I'm for this aspect, but I'm not for that aspect. He just kind of was like, I'm a dude, you know, like, this isn't any of my business, like, reproductive rights, I support it, it's up to the woman. And I thought that was great. Um, and he wants to protect and secure Social Security, which is awesome. Um, and then I already mentioned overturning Citizens United. So right. just kind of. And what know. was that guy's name again? Um, that is Stephen Daniel. Okay, cool. For District 6. So if you live in southwestern Tarrant County, I'm sorry, southeastern Tarrant County in between Fort Worth and Arlington and then Mansfield-ish or Waxahachie or Ennis or in that area, this would be your district and representative. Um, the next one would be District 12. This district stretches from the western side of Fort Worth. It encaps encapsulates downtown uh, and then pretty much all of the west side, uh, south of 30, and then a lot, most of the west side north of 30 as well. Um, kind of head, and then it heads out all the way towards Azel, stretching up towards, what highway is that? I'm guessing, if I can, 380, if I live in Denton, whatever university <laughs> is. Um, and then stretching out west almost all the way to Mineral Wells. So it's a pretty large rural district that does encompass downtown Fort Worth. And so this district um, has Kay Granger, probably the most infamous local representative politician in the recent memory. Um, she is involved in the Trinity... Oh, man, I'm going to get the name of the project wrong. The Trinity Valley River Vision... <laughs> Project, yeah. <laughs> Trinity River Vision, envision the Trinity River Valley, envision the Trinity River as a valley. Project, yeah. Trinity River Vision. I so I got it. I got it in there somewhere. Yeah, you said all the words. Trinity yeah. River Vision <laughs> flood control. There we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the 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 years and years of delays and the millions and millions of dollars billions of dollars of like missing money and misappropriated funds and and her son being the project manager for this project that has never really gotten off the ground and all that stuff so anyways she's running for re-election and um 
she's getting a lot of support from the from the National Republican Party to do so. Her candidate Shocker. running running against her is Lisa Welch as a Democrat, and for the Libertarian Party, Trey Holcomb is running against her. And I actually, full disclosure. Personally, no, Trey Holcomb. He was my mentor teacher when I was doing my student teaching at South, uh, should I reveal which high school? I'm not going to say which high school. Don't say that. But he's, a, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's an awesome teacher, and I really enjoyed him. Me and him disagree uh, on a lot of political things. We also agree on a lot of political things. So it was really cool to find out that he was actually running for Congress this year. Yeah. And I wish him the best against Kay Granger. Are you going to mention the Kay Granger trying to, like, cock block Trey Holcomb and uh. well, you, you you do it. You're doing it right now. Oh. <laughs> well, you can always edit this out if you didn't want to talk about it. No, t- go for it. Well, I don't know all the deets. I just it, the situation where they were trying to sue him over uh, not paying money to be part of the Republican like convention. But he's but he's a libertarian though he goes well I know but it's yeah. when we talked about yeah, it yeah that's right he 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 did say that he said that that her and her team was trying I don't know if it was just for him against him personally or if it was against all third party candidates I right think, I think it was something like they were trying to squeeze out all the libertarian and green party candidates on a I think it was a county level I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. how he was talking about it but yeah and they're just trying to keep there were some shenanigans people that, from yeah. being able to run yeah and the Democratic Party does this as well it's not just a Republican Party thing where they try to squeeze out the the third party candidates. But so, but Amber, you did do some research on Lisa. I did. And Lisa I, Welch. Lisa Welch. I have to say, I. Dr. Lisa Welch? Dr. Lisa Welch. Yeah. She probably is like one of the people I'm more excited about, even though I don't get to vote for her. But um, she is a, let's see, uh, she, she has a doctorate um, in reproductive physiology, and she spent like 23 years as a college professor. Um, teaching pre-healthcare students. Um, I believe she is a beekeeper as well, which I thought was really cool. Um, that is really cool. Yeah, and I think out of all the candidates I researched that she has the most, um, the most like laid out clear policy ideas for really each of the, each of the things that she is for. So she has healthcare policies. Um, she's has really specific public education, uh, policy ideas as well, um, such as increasing teacher pay, uh, decreasing class sizes, increasing funding for schools, um, feeding students, which is important, and um, increasing the number of school counselors and social workers. And one of the things that I really liked um, as far as her healthcare policy goes, um, she wants to um, improve the Affordable Care Act and provide access to healthcare for everyone um, and wants there to be um, a public option um, and the ability of Medicaid and Medicare to negotiate pharmaceutical prices, which is super important. Um, and part of her healthcare plan is improving public health education, which is great. Um, and because uh, so many students and just people in general don't know enough about how their body works, and she made a point to make that part of her platform, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then um, there's some other things there. I'm not going to go through all of this because she literally has so many policies um, that she that she proposes here on her website. Um, but those are the ones I'm most excited about. Obviously, she's uh, pro-choice, uh, pro-woman. Um, she has a lot of uh, LGBTQ 
things here. Um, let's see how she is on gun control since we're talking about that with everybody else. Um, part of her gun control plan is to reduce suicide rates and gun deaths. Um, she says that 70% uh, of the deaths caused by guns are attributed to suicide. Um, in addition to reducing the easy and quick availability of guns, we must increase the availability for, of counseling and treatment for mental illness. That's really important. Like mm -hmm. that, not only is she trying to place restrictions on guns, but to you know actually try to address the root of the issue. Yeah, same on thing. On that front, at least. Yeah, she also has uh, reduced gang violence through investing in communities. Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, red flag laws as well. Um, keeping guns out of the hands of suicidal individuals, mentally ill, and perpetrators of domestic violence. Dang, I wish I could vote for her. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, dang, wait, I like everything you should say. Oh, let's see. Wait, let me just look at higher education. Um, grant students a clear career path. Um, get the. I just wanted to see if she was for forgiving student loan debt. So important. Guys, we gotta we gotta cancel student loan debt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Oversee for profit colleges. That's important too. Just get rid of for profit colleges, really. Um, restructure the Pell Grant system. Ah, in student debt. Yes, all college-bound students should be given a course in college financial planning to prevent unnecessary debt, okay? Students that mm. attend college for jobs that are nationally in need of workers should have their tuition reimbursed. True. Students with student mm. loans should be um, able um, to reconsolidate for zero interest and create favorable. Oh, oh come on, not Lisa. Not good enough. Not good enough. Come on, Lisa. But again, we live in Texas. <laughs> Dang. We, Lisa, we, I was all about you. We can dream. We She's still... So if you live in District 12, if you're on the west side uh, or the northwest side um, or in Weatherford or, or over there to the west of Fort Worth, uh, that's your that's your district. This is your candidate. Please go vote for, for who you choose to vote for, but, but, but participate. Dude, that's the important thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the next one would be District 24. District 24 is smack dab in the middle of the Golden Triangle, as we say. Um, it essentially kind of like centers around the airport and then extends east and west, probably like 10 or 15 miles in each direction. Like most of Bedford, a little bit of eastern Keller is in District 24. Not quite up to Louisville, but everything south of Louisville. Carrollton is in District 24. Irving is in District 24. Um, and then it stretches south of 30 into uh, East Arlington. And then kind of the Oak Cliff area um, is also District 24. But some of it extends into Tarrant County near Holtom City and like just northeast of Lubate 20, kind of like in that section. And so in this district, we have... Uh, Beth Van Dyne, Beth Van Dwine, or Dwin, is the Republican candidate. Uh, Candace Valenzuela is the popular Democratic candidate who's been making some headlines lately. This district is one of the six key districts for this election cycle in Texas. Um, those key districts are 7, 10, 21, 22, 24, and 32. 32 is in Dallas. Uh, 24 is this, this middle district, and so... Um, She's the Democratic candidate. Darren Hamilton is the Libertarian candidate. And then there are two independent candidates, Mark Bauer and Steve Kuzmich. Uh, none of them are incumbents. Everybody is, is coming in for this uh, open seat. Amber, did you get some information on Mrs. Valenzuela? I did. I thought she was running against an incumbent, though. Well, maybe the website 
failed to mark them okay. for me. Okay. Let me let me just uh, let me. Um. Okay. So I am a really big fan of Ke of Candice Valenzuela. Um. Oh, you're watching her campaign video. <laughs> Where? Oh, am I watching it? I was like, I don't have her web page up. Oh. Someone's watching a campaign video. I don't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think I was watching it. Does it just? This is very start? spooky. Oh, oh it, yeah, my computer's also muted. I don't know what it I'm is. Me. Mine shouldn't be. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um. Okay. Sorry about that. Let's <laughs> 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 make sure we edit this section out. Um. Okay. So she, uh, Candace Valenzuela, she's a mother, educator, lifelong Texan. Um, she... I thought that this was the candidate that um, had previously been uh, homeless. Is that? Yes. This is, is yeah. That, that's her, right? I remember I looked her up for the July 14th. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. this is her. Okay, okay. She would be the first uh, black Latina in Congress. Okay, yeah. And so I thought that, so maybe, okay, so she was running against the incumbent Democrat then in the early, primary. In the primary. Oh, okay, oh, okay, gotcha. okay. That's why I'm confused. Okay. All right, sorry about that. Um, I just didn't want to... This is why she's making waves. Right, right, right. I just didn't want to say... I didn't want to be talking about the wrong person. Sure. So, um, yeah, so she actually um, had had previously been uh, been homeless, and the person that she defeated in the primary um, had been in office since she was homeless as a youth, um, which was one of... I just remember watching her, her video, and it was really powerful. Um so I'm I'm really excited about about Candace Valenzuela. Um, she has uh, the issues that she's in favor of are uh, responding to the economic impacts of the COVID um, nineteen pandemic, um, responding to public health impacts of the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, fighting for criminal justice reform, and demanding police accountability, which is really exciting. And all of on her website, she's got. A lot of really a lot of really detailed information um she talks about um you know like the protests that have been going on forever now um and she lays out a really bold policy reform plan um and she also you know mentions uh supporting or i guess uh, drawing from campaign zero and which we should talk about at some point on here um uh, banning chokeholds, yeah, it's just like oh, ending no knock warrants, which would be amazing. Um, just like a lot That's of fantastic, yeah, yeah, and everything on here I completely agree with, but I don't want to. I'm not going to read it because it's it's really long. So um, if you live in this, I I want to correct a mistake I made earlier when I was describing to our listeners where the district was. It does not extend south of 30. Um, that was District 33. Uh, there's similar colors on this map. It extends to about uh, 187, uh, and or 183. Forgive me, in 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 Irving, and stops about halfway through Irving right there. So just wanted to say that. Uh, are we good to move on to the next one? Uh, I just want to read the things that she has. I'm not going to go yeah, into yeah, detail go or whatever. Um, so we also have um, defending a woman's right to choose as part of her platform, um, expanding job and skills training, um, 
comprehensive immigration reform. Um, we have protecting our environment. And I would like to, gosh, I want to go through and read all of these, but it's just too much information. Um, making, housing, uh, making housing accessible to all, preventing gun violence, protecting and improving public education, uh, protecting Medicare and Social Security, protecting our democracy, and ending political corruption, which probably speaks to Citizens United, um, making healthcare accessible for everyone, and addressing income inequality and the shrinking middle class. All right. By raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, provide relief for those with crippling student loan debt, make healthcare more affordable by providing people with a public option to buy into Medicare, work to expand affordable housing. Yeah, all of those. <laughs> Damn, Candace Balance is awesome. I hope she wins. <laughs> all right, next thing. We... <laughs> it's another one we can't vote for. But... I know. But gosh, if I could. <laughs> it's nice to know that to have someone in our area, though, that is, because she's making national news yeah. based on this yeah. race. And so that, that is cool that even though we don't get to participate in that, that we get to yeah, we're just be like, in the same community. Yeah. We're still here and we can still yeah. at least, you know, try to share information about her, which is what we're doing right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we could do a whole episode about, about her. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. So, okay, next is District 30, which is going to be South Dallas, essentially. Uh, it encompasses downtown Dallas all the way to Cedar Hill and Lancaster to the south side. Um, and extends a little bit to the east. Not quite outside of the loop until you get south of 20 and then it does extend outside of the loop a little bit just a little bit so it's kind of that whole southeastern quadrant of the metroplex um i guess this is a tiny bit of the the very western part of this district is, is in the very eastern part of tarrant county just not very much of it um however these candidates are trey penny is the republican candidate uh Eddie Bernice Johnson is the Democratic incumbent, and Eric Williams is the independent. Um, did you happen to get any information on on Eddie? Or maybe it's Edie, but it's two Ds, so I was thinking Eddie. It's, uh, I think it's Edie. It's, it looks like uh, Edie Bernice Johnson is, okay. a, is a woman. Well, then, it, yep, I'm sure, probably is Edie. Uh, let's the see. Bernice made me think Edie, but I thought it was spelled different. I, that's okay. Sorry, Ms. Johnson. Um, let's see here. There, how long has she been in this position for? First elected to Congress in November 1992. Ooh. And is currently serving her 14th term in the U.S. State House of Representatives. Okay. She was the first African American and the first female ranking member of the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. That's cool. Um, let's see. I don't, I mean, because she is, it doesn't even look like she really has like a, a, platform. a page. Yeah. Because she's. Because she's been there for 14 years, so. Um, or eight, 28 years. Yeah, 28 yeah. years. Yeah, this is her 14th term, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well. So there you go. So that's District 30. If you guys, I would love to know how, how write us in. You send us an email, guys, or contact us on social media. Let us know how you, how you feel about about yes. serving 14 terms in Congress. Um. All right. Good luck. 
Next is <laughs> District 26. Uh, District 26, when I come back to this map... Um, just a quick insertion yeah. here. Um, yeah. Send us an email at justicereformleague at gmail.com. Exactly. Good the job. next district is... I, I wanted to say shameless plug, but it's not even shameless. Yeah, please, please plug. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What, oh, so this next district, 25... I wrote tw- six for some reason. 25... Really is probably sh- is just barely on Tarrant County, and it's only because like a couple of square miles out of Burleson sticks into Tarrant County, um, and that is this part of the district. The rest of the district extends all the way through Johnson County and is like southern rural area. Ends up, you know, almost down to Killeen, Texas, encompassing Gatesville and Cleburne and and most of the Johnson County. So it's like. Uh, Barely, barely touches. But if you're living in the South area, I'm from Johnson County. I grew up down there. So if you, if you, if you're Joko folk, maybe you, this will be more pertaining to you. Um, Michael Burgess, Michael C. Burgess, is the incumbent running for Republican. Uh, Carol H. Oh man, Ian Uzi, Ian Ian Uzi, is the Democratic. Oh yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, candidate and Mark Bowler is running for Libertarian down there. Uh, Amber, do you happen to get any info? Yeah, I got, uh, I got Carol's page pulled up here. Um, it is Carol for Congress, Texas 26, legislator for all humans. Off to an excellent start. Uh, yeah. So, um, let's see. I, her website is, I'm, I'm just going to start critiquing everybody's website. Um, I like her website. It's very photo-oriented. Let's see. So we have her at under her platform. Uh, we have human rights, women's rights, healthcare, security and jobs, education, gun violence prevention, uh, disabilities. That she's the first person to bring up disabilities. Um, <laughs> veterans. Surprise, surprise. Animal rights. Like in most life. She's the first person to bring up animal rights, uh, immigration, and then she specifically says safely reduce incarceration, which would be great because we have a high incarceration rate. Let me see. Um, I'm going to kind of talk about the same topics that I talked about for everybody else to see uh, what her health care plan is. Um, the ACA provides access to health care for those with pre-existing conditions and allows young adults to stay on parents' health insurance plan until they're 26. Um, she will support the expansion of health care markets through an option that allows Americans to buy into Medicare. This would lower costs, allowing competition with private insurers. Um, those that want to keep their existing employer health insurance plans can do so. Okay, so she's not... For Medicare for all. Uh, let's see what she says about gun rights. What's so I, I want to make a clarification. This is District 26 that we're talking about, mm. not 25. Yeah. <laughs> which is Denton and Louisville and Roanoke, northern, northern part of the triangle. Okay, so gun violence prevention. Um... Criminal background checks on every gun sale. 
keep guns out of the hands of violent criminals and domestic abusers. Um, keep weapons off of our streets. I applaud, she said, not me, her, uh, applaud the swift action of the government of New Zealand that banned military-style semi-automatic weapons, assault rifles, and high-capacity magazines following the mass shooting. We can do this here in America. Um, she supports red flag laws, and uh, she supports firearm research. Um, and then she talks about um, the defunding of the CDC, where they weren't allowed to do um, research for a while, or about mental health and suicide for a while, because of what's, what's it, I can't remember, is it the Brady, the Brady Law, or the Brady Act? Um, something like that. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, so we also have, um, let's see what she says about safely reducing incarceration. Um, says the United States incarceration, uh, incarcerates more people, um, than any other country in the world. Um, she's talking about decriminalizing possession of marijuana. First person to say it. She's the first person to say it. Really? Yeah, she says oh, it. Oh, boy. Makes sense that she's with Denton. Yeah. Bail reform <laughs> that reduces, reduces the number of people locked up before trial, often simply because they're too poor to afford cash bail. Yep, she's talking about reforming cash bail. That's great. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortening extraordinarily excessively excessive sentencing practices. Yeah. Well, mandatory minimums. Get rid of those. She should say mandatory minimums because that's what she's talking about. Um, okay, well, that's just kind of a little taste. All There's right. a lot of other stuff she, here. Um, I've got her page on uh, disabilities pulled up as well. Oh, nice. Um, she obviously is, you know, working on expanding and protecting funding for, for laws, but she also supports universal design, access, and inclusivity. Nice. Um, and educational programs to promote awareness of prejudice and discrimination toward people with disabilities. Awesome. Um, as well as protecting and expanding Medicaid. Um, all of which are very important. Yeah. 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 Sweet. So, yeah, sorry for the misdirect. That's all about Denton, Denton County and up there to the northern part of the circle. So let's actually go back to District 25 where I was describing a moment ago, Burleson and Johnson County. We've got Roger Williams, <coughs> excuse me, as the Republican candidate. Uh, Julie. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna look her look her up. Oliver? It, that's what I thought, but I left off a couple of letters if it is Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. okay. It says Oliver on the spreadsheet. Okay, cool. That's yeah. okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, is the Democratic candidate and Bill Kelsey is the libertarian candidate. Uh, I should make print offs for myself and stop writing scribbles. Scribble scrabble. So do you got any Julie information on, on Julie Oliver, perhaps, perchance? I do not. Christy, do you have this? Not yet, but give me a second. All right. So Julie Oliver has her points on her uh, website are Medicare for All, a clean energy future, um, which I, I like that she puts more than just, you know, like environmental protections. I, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but 
it's it seems specific. Yeah, she's talking about the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she says she wants to end gun violence in America, which, you know, don't we all? Um, shut down for-profit prisons and reform our justice system. There is a good one. Yeah. Uh, grow prosperity in rural Texas. That's a good one, too. Uh, She supports a pathway to citizenship and true immigration reform. She wants to strengthen unions and support working families. Get corporations and big money out of our democracy. Nice. Protect and expand voting rights in America. Um, she's got a point on LGBTQIA equality. She supports veterans and military families uh, and civil rights for people with disabilities, as well as universal free public college and cancel all there student loan yeah, debt. Yeah, cancel student loan debt. <laughs> Woo! We finally found an actual person who go. wants to fully cancel it. Cancel it. Excellent. Um, is that Hill College area? That is Hillsboro Hill no College. Way. Whitney. Whitney. Yep. Whitney. Clifton, Hamilton, Cranfields Gap. Nice. I was wondering where Hubbard? that. I was wondering where that was because she's talking about growing prosperity in rural Texas. Yep. Yeah. Glen Rose. Does uh, all that. Glen Rose. Okay. She's also got a point on reproductive justice, uh, protecting Texans and our economy from coronavirus, safe housing for all, and ensuring humane treatment for animals. Another animal rights person. Yeah. Nice. So I was, <laughs> the last one, I, I clicked on the page and it was just really sad because it was like, you know, don't allow the sale of dog and cat meat in America. And all of the points were le- things where I was like, is, do we not already have those laws? Oh no, <laughs> I didn't. It was like well, no, that, it was like was the thing outlawed, like eating horses. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, hopefully, this one is a bit more, like, I don't know, less obvious. <laughs> <gasps> um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Endangered Species Act. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, banning laws that prevent whistleblowing in situations um, where companies receiving federal subsidies may be engaged in unethical or cruel mistreatment of lives, livestock. There's a bunch, but okay. it's all it's all great. Awesome. All right, we've got one more district, and it, it was the 33rd district, and this is our district. Um, and this Ooh. is the most gerrymandered, I believe, of these districts, which would lead us into our short conversation about gerrymandering. Um, the 33rd district covers the, it's so hard to kind of describe because it's so messed up. In Fort Worth, if you were talking about west of 35, it would be half of the southwestern quadrant, like the Rosemont neighborhood and Berry Street and Morningside. And then also skip the downtown area, skip uh, everything that was District 12 until you get, until you get like north, until you get north of the Trinity River. (laughs) And then you're back in District 33 again on the west side of 35. And then on the eastern side of 35, all of Haltom City is District 33. All of East Fort Worth uh, and Forest Hill all the way to 820 is District 33. And then there's a sliver of it that extends 
north of 30 through North Arlington, not quite reaching uh, 183. And then once you get on the other side of 360 on the eastern side, then it kind of starts expanding out again like a flower, and then it encompasses Grand Prairie and Cockerel Hill and the southern parts of Irving. So uh, it's uh, it's kind of sprawling, and it kind of encompasses a bunch of parts of, of DFW that aren't necessarily connected otherwise. I wouldn't say that Blue Mound over off 820 is you know, connected or related to parts of North Irving or the people that live there. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, not really. The, the Mark VC is our representative and he's the incumbent. He's been here for a while. He's a Democrat, uh, Republican opponent, uh, running is Fabian Cordova Vasquez. Uh, the Libertarian candidate is Jason Reeves. And then there are two independent candidates running, Carlos Quintanilla and Renee Welton. Um, I'll just tell you my personal opinion before I throw it to you guys about Mark V.C. Yeah, um, tell us. So, How do you feel about Mark V.C.? So, he's just like the most, most milquetoast like, representative ever. He's just like generic dude that gives generic answers to everything, even in like the brief correspondence that I've had with his office about specific issues, I just get like generic. It's just it's just so generic. I don't know. Would it's, you describe him as a neoliberal corporatist? I mean, yeah, ninety five percent of the Democratic Party is neoliberal corporatist. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely establishment status quo Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, he's buddy buddy with with Nancy Pelosi. At least he wants to be buddy buddy with Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. So he's always posting pictures of the the two of them hanging out. So it appears that they're actually buddies. Yeah. I don't know if I actually believe that they're actually buddies, but. <laughs> That makes me makes me feel gross. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he, you know, he won the pri- he, he ran the primary and opposed. No one even ran against him on the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. So there's so there's that. So if you live in this district and you want to run for office, you you could. He did have he had an opponent. That's right, and but that dude. That's right, he did. But he showed up. Like two weeks before the actual election. Yeah, I voted for the other for the other guy. Yeah, what was his name? He, had, was his oh, name? he had three names too. Yeah, um, Christy, do you remember? No. Uh, I can't remember. His it name. doesn't matter because yeah. he didn't he win. Didn't make, yeah, he lost. But I yeah, I got a text message about him like a couple of days before the actual election. I was like, yeah. why didn't I know about you two months ago? Right. Yeah, um, he entered. It seemed like he entered the race, or maybe he just like didn't have enough like funding campaign funding until yeah. like up to that point. Um, but yeah. So, so that's, so yeah. So what do you get? What do you got? <laughs> um, gosh. Well, I mean, initially, like when I, when, I mean, initially I was just glad to have a democratic representative, you know, being where yeah. we are, yeah. um, being in Fort Worth. Um, and it was like, oh man, like I got a democratic representative. This is so cool. And I think I felt that way for you know, like half of his first term or the first, my first term with him, I guess. Um, and you know, over time it just kind of became like more and more clear, like, Oh, you're, you're just like the rest of, you know, the establishment Democrats. Like you're Mm -hmm. not really interested in the people, you know, um, you're not going to be willing to, you know, 
like I think my like as I started learning more about him is when we were volunteering for Wolfpack, um, mm-hmm. and when he was like not for, um, you know, an article an Article Five National Convention yeah. to overturn Citizens United, um, and ca- and pass campaign finance reform. When I was yeah. like, oh, you're not, you're not for campaign finance reform. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I got your number. Yeah. Yeah. The Article Five thing was separate, but yeah, no one and no one we talked to was really for that either. Well, I know, but he was our yeah. representative. Yeah, I know. Like I yeah. wanted our representative right. to be for it. You yeah, know? No, I agree. Because I was actually his constituent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the beginning of of us figuring out how all this works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, Mark, eh, I mean, eh, nothing to write home about. I'd like to have a progressive representative. Yeah. Yeah. Not to hate on his website too much, but uh, his, he's got a, a page on uh, legislation that he's sponsoring or co-sponsoring, except it's just links to the congress.gov website, which uh, is not no. exactly visually appealing or no. at all welcoming yeah. for someone who's trying yeah. to get uh, an idea of who Mark Vesey is. Yeah, and also he's got like one of those annoying websites where like the top – like menu bar is frozen oh, so but bad. it takes up like three quarters of the page so like as you scroll up like <laughs> yes you can only see like the bottom like two quarters mm-hmm. um or two thirds really pretty annoying <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you're taking all that all that all those corporate donations like put some of that money towards like fixing your website bro bro so we're not saying go vote for fabian cordova vasquez but we're just but, saying. I mean, there. You know. There's also a uh, Jason Reeves. Jason Reeves running for Libertarian, and Carlos Quintanilla and Renee Welton. I would like to know more about the independents, but yeah, yeah. We just, we just, we're. This is a, a a volunteer operation at the time being, and we're we're doing the best we can with what we got to work with as far as our available time to do this research, and that's yeah. kind of the thing, like the fact that we're. Doing this, and we're spending this much time getting this ready for you guys, and we only have this much information available, is part of the problem, and which mm-hmm. is why we want to get this information out to start educating people how this process works, what's important about it, why it matters, and like th- this, it's you know, there's there's a lot of work, <laughs> there's a lot of work to be done, yeah, and so uh, uh we're. You know, thank you guys for sticking with us on this episode. We hope you have learned something. If you have questions or comments that you that you you know want, would like to know more about these things, we're certainly going to have resources in the uh, show notes where we're going to have links to to these candidates' websites and the information where we've been where uh, the, the sources where we've been getting this information for you guys. So, again, this was this was. Fun. Do you have anything else you want to say before we go on? Uh, plan to vote early. Uh, first, make sure you're registered to vote, and then, pl- like, plan your voting out early. You know, we don't know what we're going to be facing this time around. If you are one of the people eligible to do a mail-in ballot, probably try to drop it off in person, but do it during the early voting time so that you can make sure that it's actually, um, that you're actually able to deliver it in a timely manner. Um, and if you're not, if you're going to vote in person, Plan ahead. Make sure you go early. Uh, don't wait till the day of. And also, um, because you know there has been some increasing discussion of potential 
uh, in-person voter suppression and voter intimidation. Um, you know, the president calling on the Proud Boys to stand stand by uh, and encouraging people to go and observe people voting in person. Um, that's that's voting intimidation, and that's illegal in most states. Um, I believe it's illegal here in Texas, hopefully. Um, but if you're being bullied at the ballot box, um, make sure that you report that. Or if you see any suspicious activity or people are, you know, lined up outside of your um, outside of your place where you vote, you know, armed, trying to intimidate people, um, be sure to, to report that. And don't let that discourage you because those people being there are the exact reason why we all have to make sure that, you know, we have a solid plan and that we're planning ahead this year. Also, because it is the month of October and we have until the end of the month, if you have not completed your census or filled out your census, please go do that right now because um, this is when redistricting happens. After the census every 10 years, they redraw the lines for these congressional districts. So we've met several times today mentioned the term gerrymandering, which if you don't know is essentially a district that is drawn like a squiggly line to try and encompass a specific population or break up a specific population of people to give the current party that's in power more control so they can stay in power. And so last time in 2010, these districts were drawn um, by a Republican state um, and, a, and, a, and a more Republican Congress. And so this time around, that is going to impact, you know, whoever wins these elections is going to impact how the districts are drawn. Uh, and so they are drawing those districts based on the numbers from the census. So if you don't fill out your census, then you're not representing your district or your state as a data point, as a population member. And so the state of Texas gets congressional seats and gets electoral college numbers based on our population. And that population number is based on the census data. So if you don't fill that information out, you, you, know, you could potentially be losing your state seats in Congress. So it is very important that you do fill that information out and, uh, and do so in, but by the end of the month. listening to the Fort Worth Freedom Review. If you would like to get involved or want to contact us, you can reach us at fwfreedomreview at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fwreview and on Facebook at Fort Worth Freedom Review. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. If you wish to support us, please go to justicereformleague.org and click the donate button.